Hello and welcome to the first April edition of that Disney Parks podcast. I, I'm Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by uh, the return of Mr. D. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. Yeah, um, well, that's kind of American. I've just come back from America, so... Yee, yee-haw. Yee-haw. Yee-haw, Bob. Yeah. Actually, well, dodgy ground. Uh, we are also joined by the return of Mr. Ripley. Uh, bonjour. So talented. So talented. Look at him. Speaking French. Uh, we are also joined uh, with the return of the lovely Sinead. Hello. Hello, indeed. Uh, we've also got P-dubs. Hello. Sorry, I should have given you. <laughs> Just realised I was like, yeah, and P dubs, and P dubs. Yeah. He's, he's look, look, we you know. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure I've got an excuse. I just haven't thought of it yet. Um, and also joined by the man who I just can't get rid of. We're joined by Craig. Whatever. Yeah. I think that we're at that stage of our relationship now, aren't we? Where we just despise each other, but we have to do it for the good of the people. Go out onto the roof. Go out onto the roof and podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're carrying on for the kids. We're carrying on for the kids. Um, Wow, this this is a packed show, which is great because I don't want to talk tonight, so that's good. Um, But wonderful to have you all here. Um, Let's find out what's been going on. So, Mister D, I started off with you. Um, You have been away. Um, mm-hmm. Was the house tidy enough when you got back? Did we leave it in a good enough state? After yeah, the... you could hardly tell yeah. that you've been here. Super good. That was the plan. Yeah. That was the plan. Uh, yeah. But how was your American adventure? Uh, it was excellent. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we had a great time. Boston for the first time, never been there. That was great. And then we flew to Chicago, but we didn't go to, go into Chicago initially. We went up to Wisconsin. Had a couple of days up where we used to live doing the old things seeing old people and then um, back down to Chicago, about five nights I think in Chicago which we have done a few times before but it's a fantastic city it's absolutely excellent so yeah I did lots of stuff saw lots of things um, great really good got back on Thursday so I'm still kind of semi-jet lagged <laughs> well this this is not going to uh, not going to help uh, Mr. Ripley Yes. You have been ill. Mm. You are ill, but mm. how are you? I'm still testing positive. <laughs> Don't worry, you can't catch COVID from listening to this uh, podcast. Well, we, we we shall find out. Uh, well, yeah. listeners, if you've listened to this podcast and tested positive for COVID straight after, uh, please get in touch. Mm. We won't do anything. We're just interested. No. No. Good, good character study. It, it, it helps. Blame Ripley. It, 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 it helps with Boris's figures if you just say you are anyway. So. Touche. Touche. Mm. So uh, this is your first uh, bout with COVID. This is. Yeah. Um, you, would you would you recommend it for people that have been no. holding off? Like no. Okay. No. 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I would keep washing hands and wearing masks if I were you. Super. Not pleasant. No, no. Well, I, I've been wearing masks for many, many years. Um, P-Dubs, speaking of COVID, you've just kicked it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was missing last week. I um, I was hit by the the COVID stick. Um, currently, it was a, it took a, about a week before I tested negative, um, as far as I know. 
from when I first tested positive. I can, I can still hear it in your voice, though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not going away. Mm. The, the, obviously, I'm not contagious anymore, but yeah, the um, the lingering effects are not pretty. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 what I think is interesting uh, about about this uh, in general is the fact like how it affects people in different ways. Um, that that's what I think is so unique about it um is exactly uh how it does seem to affect people you know with different mm. symptoms and different levels of severity and also uh how long it you take to recover from it as well uh it's it's weird but uh, but there we are um now speaking of pretty things Sinead, hello hello a few weeks that's only been like two weeks i came out to travel here, edward that's that's a that's a few weeks True. True. <laughs> how how are you doing now? I'm I'm grand. Um nothing nothing major. We painted the kitchen. Um a very yellow. It's it's almost like the colour of American mac and cheese. So it kind of feels like we live in a cheese blob now. Which is very fun. <laughs> Yellow's a fun colour. What can you say? It is. What can you say? Um well that's 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 good to hear. Um, Craig, we recorded a month's worth of ego last night, and you're back here tonight. Why are you punishing yourself? Love it, don't I? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and we and we recorded last week as well. And we did, and we did. Yes, that's very true. So, actually, um, so you mentioned uh, in the chat group the other day that you, uh, because of Sinead's and Mister D's and mine. Uh, glowing views, and to less extent, P-dubs, glowing views of Edward. You decided to watch it. Um, what did you think? I'm only ten minutes in, to be fair. Oh, for board. Jesus Christ! What is the what is the point? Next, what next time I'm having a shit, I'll carry on. Don't worry Shut about up. it. Your ability to watch movies in like such varying stages, I if, find comical. If you didn't know, it, Craig, it you, like, broke you, me. You, they have broke me. Watching movies for three years has broke me. I'll give off. Give off. You've been watching movies your entire life. Don't make it out that watching one extra movie a month mandatory is what's crippled it's you. about four. Shut up. It's about four. What a load of nonsense. Can't handle it. Anyway, um, what's everyone drinking? Wait. <laughs> Just because you said in the survey that you'd like to host more, that's not the point. Yeah, what is everybody drinking? I'm going to start in the same order that I, I tried to introduce people. So, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Did you bring anything fancy back from the States? I did not, no, oh. and actually I've got nothing at the minute, but I'm expecting a cup of tea and a scone oh, with cream what? and jam any minute. What is Carry this? It for me. You've well, got I, room I, service. I, I can't, no, I can't, I can't drink alcohol right now. I'm on meds. I went to the dentist today and had dental surgery, so I'm on antibiotics and painkillers. Big surgery, Yeah. Big surgery. 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 <laughs> Sadly. At least it wasn't murder. No. First, first degree murder. <laughs> uh, Christopher, I imagine that you are being very sensible with your liquid choices at the moment. Yeah, rum. just water. Oh, rum. Sweating out of your soul. Oh, I love a bit of rum. <laughs> uh, Sinead, what are you drinking? I have got a strawberry and apple squash. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Posh. Yeah, uh, it was the quickest thing I could grab in the 10 minutes I had between realizing that we were going to record and finishing up playing the uh, game that I'll talk about later. So, <laughs> it is. Uh, P Dubs, what are you drinking? What, what, what squash have you got? I haven't. I, I'm actually on holiday at the moment. Um, but I'm trying to fill myself up with vitamins to, to fight these after effects. I've got an innocent smoothie that was, I'm sure it was called Blue Spark. That's got like guava, apple, banana, and a load of other stuff in it. So, are any of them blue? You don't know. Let's get on the Guinness. It's it's full of vitamins. Oh, God, no. Thank you. (laughs) You're not a Halloween Horror Nights. Um, No. (laughs) Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking a bottle of. Marks and Spencer's Classics, number 34, uh, Claret Bordeaux 2020. Oh, I'd say I'd say how sophisticated, but then I remember who's drinking it. So, you know. Whatever. The Lord take it. Flash your bell end. <laughs> I'm just drinking Cherry Pepsi Max because I can't bother to go to the fridge and get anything more exciting out. So, tough, tough titties. Um, right, we've got a few things on the agenda tonight. We've got the usual thing that we talk about. We're going to have a look at what's going on inside the parks. We're also going to look at what's going on outside the parks. But Craig, you've got a little game to play as well. A reoccurring segment that you're owning, right? Yeah, stop pretending like you haven't already done it on another show like six weeks ago. I don't. Well, I don't think we have. But it doesn't yeah. matter anyway. It doesn't matter. We, are, we haven't got a name for it yet. It's either... Going for going. Oh no! For gold. It is it is going for gold because I am going to put in the Hans Zimmerman theme tune when we play it. Oh, so that's that's decided. What, what that game show from the nineties? That one? Yeah, it was the eighties, my friend. Uh, the 80s. I'm dating myself now. Eighties, nineties. Add that in. Yeah, that, it, it was whenever I was, the golfer. When I was off sick from school, that would always be on telly. Yes. Going for going for gold. It was, but it was one of the first, um, the first big um, things that Hans Zimmer did before he became like Hollywood super musician. Wow. It, so. it was a European game show, and all of Europe was involved, oh, and now we eat Europe. And it was presented by an Irishman, I do remember, Sal. Wasn't it uh, Henry Kelly? No, Graham Kelly. Wasn't it Graham Kelly, head of the FA? <laughs> At least it wasn't Matthew Kelly. Hey, oh. Matthew Kelly used to live down my road. True that story. That's by, not a claim to fame. Wasn't that an album by Wet Wet Wet? He was found. He was found. He was found innocent. It's all right. It's all good. Um, remember Jeremy Beadle's little hand. Oh, for God's! This isn't yeah. the Memberberry podcast. If you want to, if you want to start the Memberberry podcast, be my guest. You've already tried to convince me to create. Um, not that Johnny Briggs. We've got enough eighties podcasts on this network already. Right. Sing the theme tune. What <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny Briggs theme? Nah, no. If you want to hear, if you want to hear one of, and I, I know I'm biased, but if you want to hear one of the greatest performances of the theme tune to the iconic 1980s BBC series Johnny Briggs, done a cappella. 1985. By me. Then I you have to join one the other day on YouTube. You have to I don't remember it. You have to join the Patreon. That's the only place you're going to hear that anytime soon. But it is worth your money, right? 
Let's go have a look. Just got no idea what we're talking about. I, I, I think not a breeze. I think about ninety percent of the people listening have not got a clue what we're talking about, and that's how I like it. Right. Speaking of things that we do all know about, though, let's go and have a look at what's going on inside the box. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Right. Well, uh, does anyone want to kick off with the big news? Uh, Bob Iger's dead. That's, that's <laughs> awful. Why would you say that? Oh, no, who's the one everyone eats? Chapek. <laughs> Bob Chapek's dead. His dog's dead. <laughs> what the hell is going on? No. Number one, as much as as much as people don't like JPEG, I don't think anyone should be wishing death on him. Or, or his even, dog. even worse, his dog. Because let's be honest, I think Bobby we Chopsty. all care more about JPEG's dog than we do him. Um, if, if he even has dogs, who knows? I, I'd imagine someone like JPEG would probably have an alpaca anyway. I don't think he's a dog person. I think he's more of an alpaca person. Um, Alarm, and, and he only eats meat that he's killed himself. Which is very hard in Wisconsin. Um, no, the, the, the big news that came out of today is the fact that we do now have officially an opening date for the not at all late running attraction, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Are oh, we actually breaking real news here? Well, yeah, it's not, dun, I mean, dun, dun. It's, <laughs> there you go. She played stuff. the breaking news jingle. Um, I thought it was the announcement that caramel popcorn was going to be available in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, stop, stop spoiling! Stop spoiling stuff. <laughs> um, that was the other big news. Um, no, so we do we do now have uh, a date for Cosmic Rewind, like officially. We know it got kind of like leaked out, but they've now admitted to it. So uh, the twenty seventh of May, which I think I think could be Memorial Day weekend. I always get my American weekends confused, but I think that is roughly when it is um but the 27th of may that is when uh you can go on a 80s inspired cosmic uh adventure with the guardians of the galaxy at epcot um and watch everyone kenobi it's up to you yes because that date's been moved as well yes that's very true um i so i mean look i can't even remember when they started building this attraction but i do remember me and P-Dubs looking at the show building from our hotel at Universal Studios almost yeah. three years ago. Whilst holding each other. Yeah. I mean, that's... In fact, hang on. 2021. Oh, no, it was, yeah, three years, three and a bit years ago. Yep. That's madness, right? And, it, you know, it hadn't just started at that point. That's when the building was kind of completed. So the fact it's taken all this time for the ride to be 
open is just it's just nuts, right? Well, considering Tron is you know not even discussed, you know, I mean, how long has that been going on for? Bobby chopsticks been spinning a lot of plates, guys. Give him a break. About about the same time, about the same time, I think. Uh, Tron, and, that, and that's a, a reproduction. Yes, it's not a complete bespoke designed from absolute scratch like this ride is correct um it's it's a shame if i had its hand i'd have i'd have inserted the the same song from grace 2 um to do what chris just said but fortunately i don't have it to hand um i mean are we excited surely we're excited yeah this is, this is good right yeah yeah it'll take some pressure off ratatouille <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If, if there was one one attraction needed the pressure taken off it, it was Ratatouille. Jesus, it'll be the next uh, individual attraction selection. That's for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I think the Lebanese food booth takes the pressure off the Ratatouille ride. <laughs> <laughs> you pay me fifteen dollar, you ride. Jesus, like, this is why. This is why. That's why we had to change the name, Craig, because of that kind of action used to get us in hot water. That's why you have to rebrand all the time. Stop doing racist impressions. Lebanese. Lebanese. <laughs> um, that's, that's a Spider-Man attraction. Um, yeah, I mean, look, at, at least we've got a day. At, at least people can get excited. At least people can start queuing about two days in advance to be the first ones to ride it so they can, you know, post their video to YouTube and like, their popcorn buckets. With their popcorn. Oh, oh. Oh, there's going to be a popcorn bucket in there. Of course there is. Yeah, of course there is. Oh. Can I have a 100%. Hadn't even thought Who's about it. Who's the vlogger, the first vlogger to get on it? Let's call what the design of that popcorn bucket is right now. Come on. What are we call them? It's going to be group. I reckon it's, it's going to be a group bucket. A group, They've yeah. already done, they did that at Paris, though. I reckon it's going to be the Milano. Oh, what's I, the, what's the little fox called? Rocky Raccoon. Rocket. Yeah, you pull popcorn out of his anus. What's the fox? What's the what's the fox called? Rocket raccoon. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> what does the fox say? No, I tell you what. I know what it's going to oh, be. That tickles. I know what it's going to be. It's going to be either a Walkman or a Zoom. Because I believe, I mean, it won't it won't officially be able to be a Zoom because that's a Microsoft product. I think they have to pay licensing rights, but. Um, I'm pretty sure they said on the behind the scenes of the attraction that they're going to use the Zoom from the end of Guardians 2 rather than the Walkman from Guardians 1. Um, but I reckon that could look quite cool. Either of those mm. two things would work quite well. Mm. They'll definitely have that baby girl stiffer back though, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Cutie pie. Um, yeah, so, th- so that's that's... Big news for uh, for Do you Epcot, think there'll be a little a little fox boy meet and greet? No. Oh. I reckon there'll they'll there'll possibly be an animatronic in the attraction like we get at Disneyland. Possibly, but I don't think there'll be a meet and greet. No. Too small. Um any who wants to go next with news? What's what's burning on the end of your tongue that you want to talk yeah. about? There was some JPEG news this week. He's got a tattoo. He... <laughs> oh, Bob Iger. 
Mm. No, I wasn't going to say that one. I was going to say the one that he, uh, one of his lieutenants, got offered a big job somewhere else. Did you see, oh. see this? Oh. Well, it, anyway, whoever it was got offered this big job. He's he's one of his close deputies, and he turned it down. And the Wall Street Journal asked him, "Why did you turn down this like life-changing, you know, position? Because you know you'd be the head of this company and blah blah blah." And basically, he said. Oh, I'm staying here. The shit's going down soon. <laughs> so I think what he was inferring was that JPEG is out. Well, it's Bob, Bob Chup's sixth job. Yeah, mm. and I want the top job here. So It's, um, I mean, the rumour mill, probably for the last month, there's been lots of rumours that JPEG is, is not long for his position. Mm. And Thank God I, for that. I, mean, I just I, can't I, believe that Iger took so long to decide an heir when he had people like Staggs who, you know, he was all right, wasn't he? I mean, by comparison to JPEG. And he kept going, oh, no, I'm not having Rizzullo and I'm not having this one. Oh, she's no good and all this. And, and then he ends up with JPEG. I David Moyes. I don't think he made that choice. Yeah. From all the stories that have uh, come out in recent weeks that um, apparently they don't even talk to each other. <laughs> well, it's very hard, isn't it, when you've got the same first name? <laughs> All right, Bob. All right, Bob. <laughs> but they don't talk to each other purely because um, Chapek took offence to something Iger once said about six months ago. Oh, shit. Well, basically, yeah. And People say women are too well, emotional. Oh, well, Chapek just didn't... sounds like he an absolute... He talked about his lack of hair, did he? <laughs> <laughs> don't, want another, don't want another Oscar fiasco. <laughs> I um, I mean, I I think I think you're onto something there, Sinead. I think, I think that's what the Disney company needs right now. A woman with testicles. Not just a woman. Yeah, why not? Whether they have testicles or not is is not the important part. I think it needs the tutelage of a woman. I think, uh, I I think they they make better decisions. I mean, not always, obviously, because you know, Rose-West, a woman, never. a woman chose to marry me. But generally speaking, women are quite good at making decisions. And if there's one thing that we've seen, especially in the last eighteen months or so, it's that not all men can. So, well, I mean, in theory, if he did quit, the chairman, who is a chairwoman, would take over. That's that is if true. he quit with no successor. And and also as well because I I wasn't unfamiliar with this um, this woman, but she has been kind of leading the um, the crusade against DeSantis, hasn't she? Yeah, she's also an architect. Oh, and she hates oh. the Imagineers as well, but still. Yeah. yeah. But she does also dislike DeSantis very much. Yeah. Don't we all? Well, we we do here. Floyd doesn't seem to mind him too much, but we do. Um, They were saying today, if everyone that worked for WDW voted uh, against him at this election coming up, that would be enough to swing the uh, ballot. That would be interesting. I wonder how true that actually is. Yeah, I don't know. Because I imagine most of them vote against him anyway. Yeah. It's just Floyd is such a big state. And I I know they employ a lot of people, but even so. Literally. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that that's uh, that that's interesting. So I I wonder if 
you, you do have to look at the fact that I could drag these feet for so long. And it was all like these rumours as to why, you know, he was going to start a, a presidency campaign and that's why he wasn't moving too quickly and all this. And you do have to wonder now if it's a little bit like the Alex Ferguson situation at Man United where, yeah. you know, he he's still, he's not handpicking, but he's deliberately kind of making decisions to make things look bad to then bring in people that uh, he likes. He's Emperor Palpatine, basically. It's essentially, yes. Very much what Alex Ferguson was for Man United <laughs> and continues continues to be. He is the invisible So hand. if David Moyes gets the Walt Disney World job, who's going to get the West Ham job? Uh, they're going to do a, a talent swap with Goofy. So uh, we're going to have Goofy in charge of uh, West Ham. And, uh, of course, hilarity will ensure. You know, we'll start playing 13 players during games. Um, he'll uh, he'll he'll never do substitutions when people are injured. It'll be hilarity. Um, yeah, it's an interesting situation. I mean, I think we can all agree that Disney over uh, the course of Chapek's reign has been uh, pretty uninspired. Um, and mildly, yeah. Well, I was going to say, and also very disappointing. <laughs> I think that's probably more accurate. Um, but uh, interesting that someone would turn down a job in the hope that they uh, think they're in with a shot with getting a, a bigger position at Disney in the yeah. near future. It was, a, it was a big, big promotion. So. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, just, just don't know, though. I mean, you'll, you'll be tied in with lots of long-term incentives. You'd have to walk away from those. And if he does think he's going to be taken care of at Disney, it's... Um, so uh, not... when you get to that sort of level, if you're still in favour, it's it's not quite so easy to walk away and jump not, ship. Not necessarily, because when you're talking, I mean, you're you're right, you are right that it's not just a, a salary based job or anything like that. But at those kind of levels, they will they will pay out on that. You know, if they if they were going to make that decision, he wouldn't just be fired and off he goes. There would be a parachute package going along with him. No, sorry, I was talking about. I wasn't talking about Bob Chapstick. I was talking about his right hand man leaving. Ah, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one of the things that will make it more difficult for him is if he's still in favour at Disney. Yeah. And he's got all these long term incentives. If he goes, they're gone. Yes. Share yes. Because that's like that. yeah. Because that's 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 a different situation. That's the opposite of what I was just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you if you choose to do something on your on your own. Uh, then yeah, you're not going to get a golden handshake with that. You are no. just leaving. Yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. D, was there anything uh, you would see? Yeah. Um, one that's sort of near and dear to me. Uh, good to see the cultural representatives coming back again to Epcot. Yes. So all of those people from the different countries that are represented in World Showcase, uh, they're being asked back, and it's. It's nice to see them honouring, um, you know, the people who were there and got their uh, assignments cut short or people who were lined up to go and got cancelled. So they're being given a first refusal uh, to come back. So that's, Interesting. that's good to see. Interesting. Yeah, it's nice to see. 
and uh, and that should that should help in a number of different ways as well because obviously it's it's U.S. nationals that are staff of the countries, so that will free them up to go back to other restaurants and bars, and hopefully that will help us see things like the dining plan coming back again. Um, well, um, I had an email off is it Ocean Florida mm-hmm. the awesome. other day. I put a, I put a, I got a quote off them for um, for next year. And I said to them at the start, it's only a quote, but blah, blah, blah. And we come back with the quote, and then I, I changed it and everything. And I said, you know, with everything with Disney up in the air and everything, and he said, we're preparing for an announcement in May. Mm-hmm. That That's what he'd come back with in the email. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, they, they've, they've said that the dining plan is coming back at some point, and... You know, they've just announced that, so another piece of news, just announced that Victorian Alberts is going to reopen again. They haven't given a date for it yet, but they've said it is going to reopen. Um, so there are very few restaurants now that that aren't open. Um, so that should pave the way for a dining plan, you would think. Mm. Hopefully by summer. Well, the, one thing I will tell you is if, if there's people in the know, it is usually the travel agents. Hmm. They do get told stuff long before, like yeah. PR people and stuff like that. So, yeah, mm. get some good leaks out of them for Halloween Horror Nights as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think. I mean, a lot of people have been saying they've been sat on the fence. I think the people that have got things like DVC, so I'm talking directly to you, Mister D, um, and not so much to you, Mister Ripley, but still. Um, I think they've been more keen to book trips out, but I think a lot of people have been waiting for um, the dining plans to come back before making bookings mm. because the value just isn't there for them at the moment. Mm. Um, it seems to be a real deal breaker for a lot of people. Um, yeah, and we've talked about it before. I mean, it's a bit. Of, it is a bit of a funny one isn't it because you know there is some value to the to the dining but it'll be interesting to see you know whether free dining free dining comes back so dining plan will come back but how much will it be free dining because they've got other things now that they can leverage like genie plus and things like that you know are you going to start to see you know them throwing in genie plus or Genie Plus and the cut down dining plan. Or, I think it. I think it'll, de- it'll come back, but it'll be a monetary one. I think last year was a trial. I think they were harvesting data off the what the the, the likes of the stuff that Kate got, where she got so much money yeah. per room. Yeah. And the only thing that strikes me about that one, Craig, is it kind of flies in the face of what I always hear about the dining plan. It's like, well, you've paid for it and you've paid for it up front. That's it. You don't need to worry about it. Whereas if you're just getting like a credit, you've still got to find the rest of the money. Yeah. I, I think oh, it might be a bit of both. It might be yeah. a bit of both. But I, I just think it just makes you make different decisions. We're old enough until something happens. Yeah. Because the the cost of food, to, to go to a, a Chef Mickey's and drop $300 for four people to eat a bit of buffy food is quite frankly ridiculous mm-hmm. um, but when it's on the dining plan you don't care mm-hmm. you've always ordered the steak when you're on the dining plan you don't order 
salad. Yeah. Don't make friends with salad. Nope. Apparently. Unless it's a steak salad. I mean, friends are overrated anyway, in my opinion. Um, P-dubs. Yeah. Uh, the return of meet and greets with characters. Well, uh, hang on a second. You weren't, you weren't talking about the caramel popcorn after all no. of that? Ah, oh, for God's no, sake. No, of course not. <laughs> you had your chance, Nick. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, returning on the 18th of April. Um, this isn't just at Walt Disney World. It is across everything. So Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and Alane, you will now be able to hug characters once more. Uh, I know Disneyland Paris reintroduced it um, already, um, but the US parks and the US side of things uh, will be returning to it on April the 18th. Nice. Pick the character you want to give COVID to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, no, I mean, it's, it is good news. I mean, uh, it's obviously been something that people have really uh, missed uh, in, in part, you know, in terms of like the, the overall experience. Um, so, you know, it's again another sign of um, things going back to normal. I would, I would be interested though to know how Florida and California are doing with COVID at the moment. I think it's gone. It's gone in America. I don't think no, it's no, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gone here. If you if you believe the hype, but we all know that's not not actually true at all. Um, but I do wonder. I think it's how... all on the on the CDC website. It's all all there by state. I think. I don't remember do research while we recording. Hasn't this Santos banned the um, testing and that? So... Uh, I think oh, probably. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, they still require masks on public transport when I was there. But that was it. Everything, everywhere else was optional. Mm. Going back to the Florida, um, going back to the dining plan thing quickly. Um, if you look at availability, I mean, there's stacks of availability for restaurants. Mm. So their pricing and the lack of dining plan, it it must be a renaissance for all the restaurants outside Disney. Yeah, yeah. They must be getting so much, you know, extra business because Disney itself is just not filling up how it should be. Yeah, the yeah. ones that making, got star. They're making different decisions, aren't they? The JP. You know, you can get an Uber out and go and get an Olive Garden or something for a fraction of the cost, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably cheaper to get an Uber out to a dock in Tampa to get a luxury cruise liner down to Miami for the night and then fly back on a private charter than it is to go to the Magic Kingdom. Cosmic Rays? Yeah, Cosmic Rays. Yeah. Uh, So according to this, um, in the state of Florida, the last seven days, there was 10,609 confirmed cases of covid I think that's got to be down to testing, surely. I'm pretty sure that there were more cases than that in Ireland. We have a fraction of the population, so that yeah. I highly doubt. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not having that at all. I just think they're not testing anymore, which is fine mm. if that's what you want to do. Uh, just be careful out there, people. Um, fair enough. Um, P Dubs, if you uh, if you were going out there, 18th April, caramel popcorn. <laughs> No, <laughs> although that'll be that'll be the follow-up question. Um, 
Of course, the answer is yes, but I'll ask you anyway. Uh, but no, if you was going out on the 18th of April, um, which character would you be running to first? Um, probably Buzz and Woody in the, Holly- in the Hollywood studios. I believe they are two separate people. They uh, are. <laughs> uh, Shanae, but they used, to be, they used to be one meet and greet. Yeah, that is very true, yeah. yeah. And of course, there was that plastic melting accident where they did become one person. <laughs> but we don't talk about that anymore. Uh, Sinead, who would you uh, be running towards? Dan Duck. See? Straightforward. Straight Easy. to the point. Straight, like straight to me. Donaldo. Uh, love him. Craig. I'm Eddie Poppins. Oh. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Ripley? <laughs> Cinderella's Ugly Sisters. Oh, May's gorgeous. Good aren't choice. they? Eh? Aren't they? Yeah. Good Amazing. Choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. D? Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> what, what, have what, you what? seen the Jessica Rabbit? <laughs> She's <laughs> horrifying. Oh, my <laughs> God. I have nightmares about that costume. <laughs> She's worse than that. You'd see it. Somebody, somebody uh, just... Make a good photo. Make a good Instagram. <laughs> somebody just made a terrible mistake. Uh, <laughs> just just terrible the right mistake, though. Um, I I think I would have to go for Stitch I always get fun interactions with Stitch Um, right Uh, Sinead I kind of looping back around to stuff reopening and and dining and such Hoop-de-doos returning on June 23rd I like that that's just got a nice little chorus there really enjoyed that good job lads (laughs) Um, so reservations are opening from May 26th and the show will return on June 23rd third have any of you done it? No. No, but no. I really want to. It looks love really to fun. Do it. mm, yeah. It's good. It's unlimited booze as well, isn't it? So you'd have a great time. Oh, I'd get the ladder. I'd be ta- I'd get tasered in there. You'd be close up on say, stage to dance yeah, break and I could just I was literally just about to say exactly the same thing. Your children <laughs> would be mortified. Yeah, unlimited <laughs> mate. Yeah, defo. It's um I tell you what what has come up uh with the news of this is the fact that um it's uh it's a little bit uh, controversial to hope to do review. Oh stop spoiling the fun, Nick. Why? It's it's just a little bit racist. And look, I know I know oh. I know, you know, everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Um, everyone's racist though, isn't it? Really. I mean I mean I mean no. I mean, we only we only spoke on the last episode about that cheerleading performance where they were talking about Native Americans scalping heads. So, so that was racist. Well, that was racist. Well, you can't say it wasn't. Yeah, um, no, it but, was. Yeah. So yeah, uh, hope to do has a, a few things uh, similar to that uh, as as part of that show. So I think uh, I think it might be getting reworked before it gets reopened, but. Uh, I don't know. Just just a lot of lot of speculation on that. It might be uh Hoop the review. Pilots was racist. Um the dancing singing bear show was racist. Mickey's racist. Mickey's racist. I mean if you if you want to go there, then yeah, technically he, <laughs> technically that is actually true. <laughs> he's obviously basically inspired by, you know, minstrel performances, but you know, let's not. Um yeah, it's it seems to be 
it, it seems to be one of those things that has a real cult following, doesn't it? I hope to do. So yeah, it's, isn't that something like the longest running? Consecutive. It's got it some is, records yeah. for the number of live performances, consecutive live performances. Um, Are you telling me it's had more performances than Phantom of the Opera? I don't know. I, I don't think know what it's I'm telling you. I'm making, I'm making waffly vague claims. I with think nothing it's in the, the longest running dinner show in America. I think that's what I've seen people say. I think that's the like title that it holds. Now, how COVID has impacted that, because obviously it hasn't been open for two years. I don't know. Longest well, running stage show is the Mousetrap in London. That is that is Which, absolutely true. Yeah, I think, that is, I think is, its claim was it was its longest running without a break. It's out a break now. <laughs> Which yeah. it has now, so it doesn't hold that title anymore. Um, Still on, though. Um, oh, man, I was going to say, I, I had something lined up there, and <laughs> then we got sidetracked by the mousetrap, and it's, it's thrown The me. butler did it. No! Oh, my God, 75-year-old spoiler. <laughs> Um, they make you do a, an oath at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. 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 No. It took Wifey in the 90s to see that. I want to go again. Yeah. Because mm. I yeah. forgot who'd done it. <laughs> yeah, let's do a, just do a, just do a dis after dark trip to the oh, theatre. Come on, let's go. Right. I don't know. I don't think the Ed Butler's in Hoop to Do Team. So, what Sinead said, that's what spurred me. So, because you mentioned Dinner Show, right? Mm-hmm. So, what I found out, so like a few years ago, uh, my wife was going through some stuff in her, in her mum's loft and found some stuff from their f- first Florida trip in the in the 90s and she had uh, an American Gladiators like foam hand oh amazing you know like you used to, you used to get so I assumed she'd gone to see American Gladiators being filmed at Universal Studios because that's where they used to film it on one of the sound stages ah mm. ah uh-uh. no she went to an American Gladiators uh, themed dinner show on oh iDrive. Bloody hell. <laughs> I tell you what, when she told me this, I don't think I've ever been more jealous of anything in my life. Do you oh. know what? I've got a vague recollection of driving past that now. Well, it's because, I mean, iDrive always... Uh, what was the one they... I think when I went, I think it was Dixie Stampede. It might have been. I'm sure it was like a Dolly oh. Parton themed dinner show oh, over there yeah 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 we yeah. did the we did the wild west one uh come on what it was called now off property not a disney one obviously no no this Med- was around the medieval was pretty times good. was the big one wasn't it for a long time what one yeah, yeah. medieval times medieval times oh yeah. of course yes 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 um, yeah, so uh, that just reminded me. So, uh, if anyone else has got memories of the American Gladiators dinner show uh, in Orlando, please get in touch. I want to hear your stories. Um, Craig, is it even worth me asking you if you've got any news? No, I'm on mute. I'm eating quavers. Uh, for our American listeners, quavers are a pretty crap crisp uh, that we sell. That look like polystyrene curls. What well, flavour are quavers again? Well, they're low in calories and they like cheesy. Mainly, oh, mainly, okay. mainly cheese. Although you can get different varieties, and different varieties mm-hmm. are better. Prawn cocktail, salt and vinegar, both superior to cheese, in my opinion. Um, anybody else got any news about the parks they want to talk about? Yeah, go on. Well, um, is it parks? Yeah. Um, I have a backpacks one. I suppose 
Yeah, I suppose the only one I've got that's parks. Can we talk mm. about the stuff in between the parks, or is that is that for later? <laughs> what Jimmy the bus is? Where where exactly are we talking here? On the rail. Okay, it, literally, literally in between the parks. So minivans are coming back. There you go. Yes. Ah. Heard this rumor. Spotted, spotted minivans. Are we did minivans in yeah. 2017 and 2019, and uh-huh. they were they were bloody brilliant. To be they honest. were. They were. Yeah. 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 So and they've got different size ones, haven't they? Yeah. From yeah. What, from what I saw, it isn't just like one size fits all. They've got a couple of different ones. Had kids so, eating for the babies and everything like that. Yeah, so and they're 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 coming back, which is interesting because I thought they sold well. They did sell them all off. Well, I was going to say this is this um, is the question now. Like, have Disney been able to buy back some of these vehicles? Because I mean, I, I suppose they would have sold them to dealerships. You would imagine that because of you know Disney fans, people would have. I mean, mm. fans with an F, not fans with a V. Um, that they would probably have purchased those yeah. because of the novelty of having a you know a disney property vehicle um yeah so i wonder how many of those they've been able to reclaim and how many of those they've just had to buy completely brand new oh, vehicles they'll just buy I'm, they'll all be new i would imagine yeah yeah because yeah. 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 that was what three years ago or whatever they sold them yeah. all so they're, they're going to be new. have you seen higher car rates at the moment in florida oh ridiculous oh man Crazy. yeah Cheaper, them, yeah. cheaper uh, to actually buy a car when you land, yeah, and dump it and when you dump leave. It. Do a Jeremy Clarkson. Exactly. Well, that's what people do with strollers, don't they? I've heard that. Yeah, they do it all the time. Sinead will know this. How many posts do you see on on Disneyland Paris fan groups, Sinead, where somebody's like, "I'm dumping this buggy. Please feel free oh, to take yeah. it." People are weird. Or the one I always see in Florida, it's like, hi, we've left this crate of water outside this particular room in this particular resort. Enjoy. And it's like, what? Honest, honest to God, there was one I saw yesterday and there was 12 bottles of water, 12 bottles of beer, a half open, a half consumed container of coffee creamer. uh, And I think some biscuits or something. And they're like, yeah, help yourselves. It's outside this door. Like if you were a cast member and you were in these groups, because like we all know how dreadfully paid cast members are. Like just go on in the mornings, have a run around, have your groceries for the week, happy days. Well, in, in, here's a top tip for you. In some of the resorts, the ones that have got laundry rooms, if you go into the laundry rooms, people, if people buy like, you know, uh, like snorkels and masks and, pool toys and things like that at the end of the holiday they don't want to take them back so they take them in the laundry room just pile them in the laundry room just go and help yourself we you we always in the beach club we always used to tip the the cleaners leave a little envelope leave some chocolates on the bed and stuff like that every day and then this one day mm. the cleaner is coming out of our room and he spoke broken english and he took us to the laundry room and give us an unopened crate of uh, Bud Light Lime. Nice. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there's some wow, rules okay. around that. They can't, they have to get rid of it. They can give it away, but I can't remember exactly what the rules are, but they can't take yeah. it. Um, but they can sort of pass it on or whatever. But I know there's some rules about alcohol and things that people, because people leave stuff that they don't, they leave it in the room for, and they think that the 
maid or housekeeping will just take it, but there's only there's, there's certain rules about how, they, would, how they handle that he stuff. He wouldn't take the tip. That was the thing. They I was trying to, to give him. They have to refuse a certain, because this happened in the Disney store. We used to get Americans come in all the time and want to tip us in the store, which was very strange. And uh, there was this woman over from Chicago. Her daughter was in for a dance competition or something. She was really insistent, got, was insistent on giving me this baseball keychain. And I'd refused this woman like five times. And I said to my manager, I was like, this woman won't leave. She was like, you've refused enough times. You can you can just keep it now. Um, but they have to refuse a certain number of times before they can then accept it. Wow. It's weird. Well, oh, we're I on, tried. Well, we're on like, the tried once and then just got off. They don't want quite leavers, Craig. They don't want them. Give them dairy milks. Go on. Yep. Um, we did notice a difference when we went back this time. And, and I mean, maybe some of our American listeners can comment on this. And it's, we were guessing it was because of COVID and people not using cash, but. Let's say you go into Starbucks and you order a couple of coffees. And this was true for, I would say, pretty much every sort of counter service, coffee shop, uh, quick service type place. Um, if you go in there and you order your food, they're, they're taking the order on like an iPad type device. And when you when they've when you finish the order they flip the ipad towards you and you're offered an option to add a tip right yeah, but do you Which tip in starbucks of, well this so this is the thing we were we were speculating that you know if you go into starbucks sometimes it's like a tip jar mm. and you know, if you pay cash and say say it's seven dollars twenty five, you get seventy five cents back. You throw the seventy five cents in the in the tip jar. Well, obviously, with no cash, that that isn't happening. But now you're being offered the option to add a tip on this. You, you don't have to. One one of the options is no tip, or there's like preset increments of tips, or I think there's a you can put other and you can just add what it is. But if you don't know, you know, it, it, it's a personal choice, I guess. I, I don't know what the rights or the wrongs of it were. Um, we weren't used to being asked for tips in those kind of places. Obviously, table service, meal, that was different. You know, you tip your 18, 20%, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, it was like no tip, 10%, 15%. You know I mean? It's, it, it was quite, quite substantial um, for a counter service type environment um so that was just something that we noticed and it was it was everywhere we saw it in boston we saw it in chicago so we were in wisconsin so it seems to be a new thing so just i guess interest and difference post covid yeah that that i think is uh is is quite naughty i mean number one and i mean obviously i'm, I'm talking about america uh, british prices but when you're paying four quid upwards for a cup of coffee uh, I think mm. you're. I think you're already. <laughs> I think you're already overcharging me anyway. Um, yeah. But secondly, like you say, that the you know when you're when you're paying tips in restaurants and stuff like that, that's normally because you're getting, uh, you know, you're paying for, you or you're tipping because of the service you're getting. You know, you're getting table service, this, that, and the other. Starbucks, mm. I don't really. Even if they brought their co the coffees over to you, that's all they're doing. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that kind of warrants it. I think that's, I think it's interesting. And, and maybe, like you say, it could be a, a post-COVID thing where, um, yeah. you know, businesses trying to claw back as much money as they possibly can out of people. But mm-hmm. I've got no problem yeah. with places like that having tip jars or mm-hmm. even, you know, I suppose you have a choice if you want to leave a tip or not but the fact that they're kind of yeah because i mean there's nothing more intimidating either is there when someone brings something over to you where you then got to put the tip yeah because well they, then... they flip it right so they're on a, a, a special little stand and it's towards I, them I when they're putting it. in the order and then I and then they flip it, it and but they yeah. still see it you, when they flip it back print your receipt yeah, they see it. They they know whether you've tipped or not. That's that's quite obvious. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just be prepared. But I mean, we we took uh, we didn't take a huge amount of cash, but we had some cash left from our last Florida trip in 2019. So we had about 250 dollars, and I thought, well, that'll probably be enough. We literally, reason we spent any cash at all was um, we wanted to buy some. Um, metro tickets for the L in Chicago. And for some reason, it just wouldn't take my credit card. But it, but the dollar thing was still working, so we used like $20. Apart from that, it is pretty much a cashless society now. You you don't need cash. I mean, I, I would always take cash just for those times when, you know, something something happens. But, you know, pretty much everywhere, it's it's card or Apple Pay or whatever. Well, it's quite funny you There's say There's a few that. little oddities. Yeah, it's funny you say that though because last week I think I went to my local Taco Bell and I only mm-hmm. ordered like something quite small and yep. I don't normally have cash on me or change on me but I did that day and it was like under yep. three pounds. I was like, oh, well, I've got that in my yep. pocket, so I got it yep. out and the look of disgust from the cashier mm. that I was trying to pay with yep. cash. She didn't she didn't say anything yep. to me at all, but the alien concept that somebody wants to pay with something <laughs> physical rather than just tappy-tappy their card was, yeah, uh, yeah interesting. Um, and well, a lot of places now even have signs up, don't they, where they're saying yeah. card only or prefer card yeah. or whatever. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, no cash. Because yeah. there was a guy, we were in, uh, I think it was Boston Airport, and there was a guy who was was trying to pay for something with cash and she didn't have enough change in the till to give him his change back. And it was kind of awkward. And I didn't, at that point, I didn't have any cash with me. I would have, I would have literally given the guy, it was like, say it was $10 and five cents. She's like, well, I I don't have 95 cents. And she wouldn't let him off the five cents. Wow. And it was really (laughs) awkward. It went on and on for ages. And I'm like, look, I haven't got any money or I'd give you, I'd give you the five cents, you know? Yeah. And eventually she did, but not gracefully at all. The other thing that was kind of funny was Kenny collects those, you know, those press pennies you get? Yes. Um, souvenir press pennies. So how it used to be would be you'd put a, a penny in the machine. You'd usually try and find a nice shiny one because that would be the one that would get squashed and would come back out again. Then you'd put in your four quarters because it would cost a dollar shove them in, wind the handle, and you get your nice shiny penny souvenir back. Well, nowadays, they supply the penny. You just use contactless to pay the dollar, so there's no cash involved in that whatsoever, not even the penny. 
right? Mm. I'm here. But ironically, you've still got to turn the handles. You've still got to touch the handle, but that's it, right? At the, uh, funny. But yeah, the, the you worst can go thing, totally cashless. The worst thing I've seen is, do you remember those little uh, toy vehicles you used to get outside, especially like supermarkets and stuff like that, where, yeah. you know, you put 20p in and it starts rocking very, yeah. very mildly yeah. while some annoying music plays. Well, now they've installed cashless uh, tap points on those. Yeah. So gone are the days when you used to be able to go, ah, oh, sorry, kids, I haven't got any change. Because <laughs> now they accept cards. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when when, uh, when the homeless population get all get given uh, wireless card machines, we are we are screwed. Got them in Liverpool. <laughs> that is a joke, by the way. You should always try and give to, uh, to needy people. Um, Sinead, I heard you say you had something else as well. Yeah, they've released the dates for food and wine for this year. So, how many months starting, this year? Nine. Starting July fourteenth, and it's running until November nineteenth, which Bloody is a whopping one hundred and twenty-nine days. Bloody yeah, that is amazing because we have historically always missed food and wine by about two or three days. We've always flew home and just missed it. And this time, we will be able to delve headfirst into Food and Mind Festival. I cannot wait. 129 days. Amazing. That's mad. I'm delighted for you, Craig, but that's mad. Oh, it's boss. (laughs) So excited. So Here's an interesting one, right? Um, Because we're going to be there for Food and Wine, and we're going to be there for the wine and dine marathon weekend and our intention was to sign up for the 10k not a chance in hell hmm? gone it, isn't Minutes. it americans only gone. at the moment no no it's no. international now as well yeah yeah if you if you're a member of the run disney fan club you got um advanced an advanced window to book um if, I think it was the 15th of March it opened up. But that club is closed. You can't, there's no There's no um, option to join that club right now. And it's hundreds of dollars. I don't think anyone uh, joined it in the first place. Well, somebody must have, Chris, because they, 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 they've blocked it. They've said there's no more memberships. It's full, basically. Hmm. Right? You can't buy a membership, even though the memberships are like hundreds of dollars. I mean, oh. the top level membership is something like $600, I think. And you get a windbreaker. You get a windbreaker. You have, to, ha- you have it- to hand it to Disney, the fact that they have like created this world where people are like, let me pay you hundreds of dollars yeah. so I can run here, in the but, dead heat of Florida. That's the thing here is what's crazy about it, right? Every, I mean, we've been, we've been preparing for this for ages and it actually just so happened that it opened at 10 a.m. Eastern time, which is, and we were getting on the plane at two minutes to 10 Eastern time. So I had to arrange for my sister to be there. She was there way early, UK time, obviously, the equivalent. So she was there like 40 minutes early, had logged in, was in the, there's like a waiting area. She had all the details and everything ready to go. It The 5K and the 10K were sold out in minutes, right? And it's like, um, can't remember what it was now, it was about $150 to enter each one of those. Plus, if you want to go to the after party, 
it's another almost $100 when you add in tax. It's like $90 plus tax. And yet they're selling out in minutes. The, mm. the half marathon and the marathon don't sell out or don't sell out anywhere near as quickly. Why are Disney the... laying on more capacity for 5Ks and 10Ks? It is literally a license to print money. Well, did you see the issue with the medals? Yeah, yeah, I did. Because yeah. there was, uh, my brother was telling me this, that apparently the last set of races, the paint was falling off the medals. Wow. Hmm. Literally, people were getting them, putting them on, and then obviously a lot of people will do more than one race, and two medals next to each yeah. other was basically all yeah. the paint was falling off of the medals. So then they yeah. could, I mean, well, I was going to say, then they complained, um, and they couldn't replace yeah. them because obviously they've all gone out. So Disney changed yeah. metal supplier from a company in China mm. to apparently a company in Ukraine. Oh. And now they're saying you're not going to get your medals. Yeah. And people are like, oh, but I paid so much money, you know. Yeah. I'm from China. That's, yeah. I that's mean, a good impression, Chris. They'll get it eventually, I guess. But, I mean, the medals that Heather's got from, from previous, she's got two from previous races. They're, they're fantastic. Mm. I mean, they're really nice things, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, they were like, from Mexico. Know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Because when, <laughs> the, when the Paris ones, when they had all those floods in Mexico, Paris yeah. said, we can't get our medals, but they're stuck in a warehouse. Underwater somewhere. Right. That's that's true. Oh, but that was then, probably but... Trump that put an end to the Mexican medals, was it? Disney have cornered the sweatbox market, seventy. The thing is, though, the thing is, though, like, I'm, I'm, I'm me and Pete does talk about this. I mean, getting getting the bibs for the the five and ten k were impossible. Like, I got mine on the second release, didn't I? Yeah. I think the first release, I didn't get. Did I get one? I might have got like the 10k. Yeah, I think you got 5K. one. Yeah, I think you got the 10k first, didn't you? And then yeah, you saw, and then saw and the medal for the five. Yeah, I wanted the five. I had it in my basket, but it already. Yeah. Like, by the time I checked out, it'd gone. So they released a second wave. But the thing is, Mister D, oh, yeah. like the uh, the um, the problem with the the problem with like having more capacity. You're absolutely right. I, I think Disney would love to have more capacity, but you've got to have. A capacity that like matches the health and safety of mm. of the organisation, and I mean the thing is, we were there yeah. for the five and ten k. What? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. talking more races though, Nick. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not talking bigger races. I'm talking. Why don't they have two five k's and two ten k's? Do you know what I mean? Do well, an Animal it, Kingdom five k and a Magic Kingdom five k no, and an Epcot five. No, you can't. On, you can't. On, you can. You can no, on you can't. Days. No, you can't. Can. no, you can't. You can. Because no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. You can't can. because I'm going shut to. up. I'm doing you it. Can't because I'm doing you can't. Make me all medals. You can't because you literally you, people literally collect these medals. So if you have a race that yeah. they're not allowed to go into or they can't get into because of capacity issues, then you are going to just cause way more issues, way more problems than if you, like, just have a limited amount of people for a 5K I, or 10K. I, I don't, now, hang on a second, let me explain my idea, because it, it doesn't create that problem. Right, so if you say this is the um, food and wine yep. event, There'll be a medal for a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and a marathon. Why don't you do it over two weekends? Yeah. 
right? It's the same. It's the same meadow. So you've you've run in one of the two food and wine five k's, or one of the two ten k's, or one or two. You know what? Why don't you run it two consecutive weekends? Because it's the demand's it's, there. It's money for nothing. It's filling the hotel rooms. It's filling the restaurants. Mm. They're making money. Not just the registration, but they charge extra for the commemorative pins. Not the medals, but actually pins. Yep. They charge $100 for the after-race party. I mean, it is literally money, you know, a money-making machine. Why Why don't they double it up? Just mm. do it over 190 days. <laughs> yeah, just do it like well, you would. Well, I said they've done it with everything else. Just, treat it like food and wine. You know I mean, they've done it with everything else. They've done... But the, the thing is, Disney have known this is coming because people have been saying, if you're not there on the dot, you won't get in. It sells up. So it's been selling up for a while, at least at least a few years, and yet they haven't they haven't figured out how to fulfil the demand. They've done it with food and wine. They've done it with the Halloween parties. They've done it with the Christmas parties. They just they just make it a longer season. They just they, lay on more. It's something to do with the roadways, isn't it? Because I've heard this discussed before, and it all goes back to something, some issue to do with the roads around that area. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. we, well, I mean, I'm not even better to talk about it than P Dubs is, but when P Dubs did the half marathon, they they do it outside the park as well, don't they? Yeah. So there, mm-hmm. when yep. you're doing the half marathon, you obviously do have to close roads up, and they were closing, I think. Because it started early, didn't it? I want to say it started like at six or seven, five in the morning. Yeah, and and so they have they they're allowed to have the road. You know, they they obviously plan it so the roads are closed for so much of that time on a on a you know Sunday morning. That's when when it was that particular time. Um, so yeah, so if they're doing if they've got the same if they do the, do it the same way in Florida, which I guess they probably would have to do to an extent, then yeah, yeah that that makes sense, Chris, as to as to why i guess then do it at a different time you know? yeah but i mean remember all those roads are all disney's roads right they're all on disney property so they've got complete control and mm. most of the races are done early in the morning i mean i think i think for the 10k i think it was a five o'clock kickoff so they'll be done by nine ten o'clock i would have thought problem is yeah. they have to clear everything in time for the park to open they yeah. make more money from opening the park. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but the thing is, they, they have added on lots and lots of race events now. You've got, what, three or four weekends a year now? So it's not like they can't add more. They, they can, but for each one, you know, there's a there's a tremendous demand I mean, that isn't fulfilled. The weird thing is, Mr. D, is Run Disney is like the ugly sister because mm. any time there's any construction or development or where it's like cancel the races they always cancel them mm, i mean yeah. i mean they're still cancelled in in disneyland have been for ages yeah. rumor is that's not going to be the case for much longer you know pre-covid they were cancelled for yeah. ages as well weren't they disneyland well, paris just missing i think you're just missing a huge opportunity yeah. you know yeah no i think i think i think you're right i think that that sounds like the ideal way of doing it i think what you need to also do is have proper registration for it. So what you can't do, because again, what what if you if you want run these races and you know want to sell your medal after because you don't like medals or whatever, then I've got no problem with that. But then what you don't want to do is create this culture where, let's just say you have two or three of the same race, 
going on over different weekends and you get people doing them multiple times to get multiple medals so they can just sell them on or whatever. You want to make it so, you know, you get an opportunity to to run these races and that's it. Give people the, you know, give everyone the opportunity to apply if they want to. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a massive flaw in the system. And I think that's yeah. that sounds like a, a reasonable way of uh, of getting around it. I I do want to correct one thing. I said that the what did I say the top tier run Disney club run Disney pounds. membership was okay. It's eight hundred and fifty one. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> three. I just for a can't. windbreaker plus plus yeah. tax. Get a member's yes. jacket, a magnet, Ooh, a membership a mag- card. <laughs> uh, you got a virtual a virtual ten k medal. A pen. Um, you you get other things. I mean, to a be sense fair. of I mean, entitlement, probably. As a well. sense of entitlement. That's I think one. Of, I think the main thing is that you get early access to to sign up, so you're pretty much guaranteed. I think you're going to get in the race. A virtual medal so, is just a poor man's NFT. Yeah, the cheapest. The silver. <laughs> it's, it's funny, Craig. It's it's platinum, gold, and silver. So that'll come back again on us later what? in the episode. <laughs> But the cheapest one is the silver membership, and that's two hundred and sixty-five dollars and forty-three cents. And then it's five hundred and thirty-one ninety-three, and then it's eight hundred and fifty-one seventy-three. And oh, by the way, you can't buy one for love nor money. <laughs> my my favourite um, addition to the platinum membership is you get an upgraded corral placement, so yes. you can just watch the people Whoa. that are faster than you run past you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I think I think what I do is I lie down and let people jump over me for that, you know. For eight hundred and fifty one dollars, that'd be fun. There you go. Oh. Um okay, let's let's leave the parks behind us and I'm gonna uh gonna do something that always makes me a nervous nervous wreck when I do this. I'm going to hand the reins over to Craig to play going for gold. I just wanted to pick your top three, basically, right? But it, it, it's quite specific little things, like just what it is. So, right, so this hang on. time so, round. Right, hang on. So you, what you're going to do is you're going to get our top three. Each of us is going to do a top three yeah, yeah. of the topics. Yeah. And then you're going to collate these? No, you just talk about them. So why? A little brief reason why. Oh, fuck. Okay. Don't fuck sake me. If we did it last time, it wasn't a problem. This time it's a problem. I'll come down there and I'll knock you out. So don't be starting. I just said you should collate them, that's all. Who's collating nothing? I'm collating nothing. Yeah. Right. So, think directly, specifically about the Magic Kingdom and I'd like you to rank your coasters in Bavons. It's so over. And gold. And just, just the coasters. Brief. Yeah, yeah. And the Splash Mountain Count is a coaster. I already asked is, the question. 
is Splash Mountain a coaster? I want it. I want it for on the public record. Sinead, I know what I'm doing. I've, I've watched. Um, <laughs> I've watched Ironside. That's not a coaster in a million years. It's a okay. log flume. Okay. <laughs> but Magic Kingdom's only got about three coasters. It's got four. four. It has four. And you've got to rank them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ was never a coaster. And if he was, I'd have ridden him. He was a... Wow, that was not where I was expecting that conversation to go. There's a t-shirt. There's right. definitely not. Um, I'm Catholic, what do you want me to do? I've got some ideas. Right, off you go, Dim. Um So, um, I think Sinead's probably have the best answer, so she can go first. Go on, girl. Okay. Oh, you've really motivated us now, great. <laughs> I'm off to bed. Well, you're on. The first time. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet, don't worry. I'm sure so, your answers what? will be good, Sinead. It's just, obviously, the rest of us are going to be shit. Oh, that's fine. Like my fine. wife. She's short and um, So there is only four coasters in Magic Kingdom, um, and I couldn't remember the name of the goofy one, so I haven't included that. Um, is, is, so is my that bronze... Spoiler, then? Yeah. <laughs> so my bronze, <laughs> I have um, Space Mountain. I enjoy the Space Mountain in Magic Kingdom, but the one in DLP is better. And I don't like that you sit single file. I don't like the seats and it greatly irritates me. Uh, my silver is Big Thunder Mountain because I love the theming of Big Thunder Mountain. Um, I just think it's quite it's quite fun. It's just a generally fun coaster. It's a great way of waking up in the morning. Um, but again, we'll caveat caveat that the DLP one is better so as you can probably guess then my gold is Mine Train because there isn't a version of that in DLP that's potentially better, that's quite fun, I like that there's animatronics in it, so there you go there's mine, short there and sweet you go. that Thank is you. how easy it is you don't have to overthink it, bang P-Dabs, go for it yeah, I'm going for bronze, Goofy's Barnstormer, that's just true. because I detest Space Mountain at Walt Disney World. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, uh, then I am going for Silver, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I like it. I don't think the queues are warranted for it. Um, the the supposed swinging of the coaster doesn't really amount to much. Um, but I enjoy it. It's a, it's a decent ride. It's good at night if you w- want to watch the fireworks while you're on a, on a roller coaster. Um, so... Big Thunder, just probably my favourite, probably second favourite roller coaster in, in any Disney park is Big Thunder across all three that I've been to. Um, so it takes my gold at Walt Disney World just because I like every version of it. Fantastic. There you go. Uh, Mr. D. Um, sorry. Right. So I'm controversial here. So do you want me to go in reverse order, do you say? You do whatever yeah, yeah. you want. Okay. Bronze. Bronze. No, no. Bronze. Bronze. Seven Dwarfs yep. Main Train. Ooh. Ooh. And, and I do like it. It's not that I don't like it. It's it's an, a really good family coaster. It's a great introduction. I mean, the Barnstormer is probably like entry level for little tiny kids. And then Seven Dwarfs is a level up from that. And then Big Thunder is probably a level up from that. But... It is nicely done. I do like it, but you know, it's quite short. Um, it's nicely themed, but it is pretty short. It's quite smooth, which is good. Um, but it just isn't super thrilling, although I like it. So that's my bronze, and my silver 
is actually Big Thunder. Um, I really like Big Thunder, although I think the DLP one is actually better. Um, but I do like it, and I like the theme, and there's lots of little gags, you know, the guy in the bathtub, and, you know, the the rock falls and all of that. So it is, it is good. And my gold is Space Mountain. Um, it was the first Disney ride that I ever rode, although that was in Disneyland, California, but still, I've got sentimental reasons for liking it. But I just like that whole kind of retro space theme vibe, the music as you're coming off the the sort of moving walkways, you've got the little scenes. Um and it is it is a thrilling coaster. I know it's a bit rattly, um, but it is kind of scary. It's in the dark, you've got the stars and the space and all of that. And uh and I, I like it. So there you go. Gold. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. It's like a two mile walk to get off it though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I enjoy that too, my what you've got all the little plinky plinky space retro music and yeah. things to look at and then you used to be able to see yourself going up the walkway but I don't think that's there anymore I think those little cameras have gone but uh, yeah. still Health quite like safety. it Chris yeah. how are you doing come on <laughs> my reasons are the same as P-Dubs actually um, I, I can't I can't put Space Mountain on this list uh, the WDW one is just trash in comparison to the Disneyland or the Paris one um, so I'm going to say Goofy's for bronze which Goofy's, I, th- I like Goofy's. I think it's just too short. I think mean, it could just be longer, that attraction. Yeah. Um, I think it's fun. Uh, Silver Mine Train, as discussed, very good uh, attraction. And then number one is, is Thunder, which is the only medically proven theme park attraction in America for removing kidney stones. Um, and also, uh, it's the only attraction that I've ever been on where the attendants just let you keep going. And we did it eight times once. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Love Lovely. That. If it's a dead quiet night, you know. And you've got loads of kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what well, he hasn't now. On a, no, never had one. So. Times in a row. God, you'd be in an hospital. Well, um, I don't think you, about... you wouldn't have any teeth left. They'd, they'd fall out. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about your kidney stones, but your, everything else would fall off, I think. What about Nicholas? <laughs> So my bronze is the Barnstormer because uh, it's not Space Mountain. My silver is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because uh, it's also not Space Mountain. And my number one is Big Thunder Mountain. And I don't know if anyone else has mentioned it, but the one thing you can say about the Disney World version, the Magic Kingdom version of uh, Big Thunder Mountain is it's really good, but it's not a patch on Disneyland Paris' version, which is the best mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I mean, mine is basically Barnstormer. I love, I love the thought of Space Mountain. Uh, so I love the queue, and I love coming off the ride. I just don't like the ride. Um, I need to be shoehorned in. I'm like a praying mantis getting <laughs> getting stuck into a Pringles tube. So I've got limbs everywhere, and you've always got a bag with you. And they just let you. So I've got to wedge me bag in between me friggin' knackers, and then try and strap yourself in. To and my legs fair, are everywhere. To be fair, though, Craig, isn't that your experience on most Disneyland attractions? <laughs> well, Disney World, come on, Disney, um, Disney Park attractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. So absolutely um, barnstormer. Fabulous is my bronze. Fabulous memories with the kids. Um, and then Coffin Karen's kids 
and then different because the kids because there's never a queue so the kids can get off it and take another person another adult on and they run back on so there's that um then seven dwarfs mind train it's overrated and the queue now you can't touch anything because of the covid so everything's you know all the, the the diamonds and stuff you're not allowed to touch so it's point it's redundant and then the ride's about one and a half minutes long the best bit is while you're waiting to get off the ride and you see the um the evil witch woman standing there and and you see them all dancing in the in the little house uh, so my winner is uh, my gold is big thunder mountain it is it's the best in Walt Disney World. It's not the best Big Thunder Mountain. Disneyland Paris has that. I think it's safe enough to say it's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Oh, it's absolutely sure. wonderful. <laughs> and they've, they've still, oh, recently, like they've still managed to plus it with the interactive little elements and stuff. So, yeah, so there's mine. Um, now, so I had, I had shops next. Shops in Magic Kingdom. I mean, so, they do have shops, yeah. Yeah, they do. they do have shops. So there's a lot of shops in Magic Kingdom, obviously. So who wants to go first with their bronze, silver, and gold? I'll, I'll so go first on. because I'm go on, I'm, I'm useless with this. So um, my number three um, is Mickey Star Traders. I'm just a sucker mm-hmm. for any any Star Traders, so I like that. Uh, my silver is Memento Mori. Because uh, you get some really fun stuff in there, and my gold is Arabus Brothers because I like looking at the stuff. What's that? That's all your kind of like glassy bits and stuff. Oh, like the glass blowing and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Beatles. Uh, yeah. Likewise, my bronze is going to Star Traders. Um, my, all, all my shops, I like to have them really well themed and i i love the retro feel of star traders um and we'll talk a little bit about that in the next section uh into how it fits um my second one uh is the frontier trading post um over in frontier land um again i love the love the theme in in there um it was a great place nick would appreciate this um, for trading vinyl mations, yeah, or pins. The last time I was there, and pins, yeah. Um, so that gets my my silver, and Memento Mori gets my gold. Um, anything that's themed to the haunted mansion um, yeah. deserves uh, a round of applause, and it's fantastic. The range in there is superb, um, and just fits in perfectly with the the feeling of of the ride. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Uh, Sinead? I really struggled with this because, I mean, I haven't been to Magic Kingdom in, in many years, so I, I had to look up a list because for the life we couldn't remember. So my bronze, I have the Frontier Trading Post because I remember going in there and getting a bunch of really cute Halloween pins and I just, that whole like Frontier Land theming in general, I'm a big fan of. Um. For my silver, I've gone real Disney basic and said the Emporium because it's that like first shop that you get to. So you always kind of have to go in and have a bit of a mooch. Um, and then I wouldn't be my spooky self if I didn't pick Memento Mori because I will buy everything and anything that's on the mansion. So, yeah, it's, it's gold. Is there not an in Disneyland Paris to, to rival that? 
considering Phantomatic. Yeah. yeah. No, there's Thunder Mesa Mercantile that you get kind of a combo of Memento Mori and Frontier Trade Post, but no, not really, unfortunately. Much oh. to my dismay. Actually, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what is quite what? spooky, actually, is like in Disneyland Paris, it's the, the Pirates of the Caribbean shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love you get that. quite a bit of spooky stuff in there for Ooh, some yeah. bizarre reason, but yeah. Is, um, is that in uh, your book? Yeah. Might be. <laughs> Oh, spoilers. Go on, Chris. Uh, so my bronze is the Briar Patch. Oh. Which I, I think is incredibly well-themed and very underutilised. And it seems to always be shut whenever you walk past it. You know, I, mean, that... I know Splash Mountain is going away. But prior to that, it was always shut. And then, it, then for a long time, it just was filled with Winnie the Pooh stuff. Well, um, it's a shoppy power walk through, isn't it? Well, I don't think people necessarily know it's there. Yeah. Um, so I think they could do more with that, and it is really highly themed inside. Um, silver is the Emporium, because I always end up buying something in the Emporium, and then gold is um, Memento Mori, like everyone else said. Yeah. Um, Mr. D, have I done you? No. Nope. Oh, go on then. Okay. So for me, slightly different. Um, Memento Mori is my bronze. I like the um, the Haunted Mansion vibe. Um, and I like some of the stuff in there. It's, it's unusual, as everybody else has said. Um, but my number two is Ye Olde Christmas Shoppy. Because uh, every time we go to Disney World, we always get a Christmas decoration. And I prefer, there's a big one in Disney Springs, but I prefer to get it from the parks. It just feels, it just feels more kind of special. So we either get our Christmas decoration from that one, or I think it's the very merriest Christmas shop in MGM or in the studios, all the studios. See, I prefer the Disney Spring shop because it's a bigger it, shop. It's got a better selection, but yeah. it just feels more like a shop. No, oh no, I doesn't. Yeah, you're 100 percent right in that it doesn't feel as special buying something yeah. there, even though they'll, they'll have more stuff. Yeah, we we'll usually kind of scope it out there early in the holiday we'll have a look at everything yeah. and then if we if if we pick one that we like or a couple that we like then we'll try and get them in the parks but uh, you're right it's got a better selection and my number one is uh, Main Street Confectionery because you just can't top some of the stuff in there the small squares the peanut butter cups the um, the Rice Krispie treats um, sorry but we are regular regular purchases of the Main Street Confectionery Fantastic. That's um, gold. That's it's a worthy gold. Let's be honest, because that's where you go and spend all your um, your snack credits you've got left at the end of the yeah. holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Buy um, all those zero calorie treats. Yeah. Uh, my bronze was Chef uh, Samehees, which you go in there to pick your um, dresses if you want to take into. Uh, go and get the girls made over in what's it called? Bibbidi but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spent last time we spent hours in there because there was so many children getting made up. Um, then my silver is ye olde Christmas shop, much of the same reasons as Mr. D. It just nice. it is just Christmas in there. Um, yeah. and then it's uh, 
memento mori as my gold. Again, Arive got herself turned into a corpse photograph, mm-hmm. which was brilliant and disturbing both at the same time. We've I'm sitting here now looking at coffee coasters that we bought in there. Uh, why don't they sell wallpaper? It would be like a little bit of B&Q. Why haven't they got wallpaper in there? You can buy it on Etsy. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh. Mm. But that would be amazing. That would be something special. Walking around a magic kingdom with your DIY shopping. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. Now, the last one. I thought this would take a bit longer, but we're flying through here. So just in general, what is your bronze, silver and gold? lands in the Magic Kingdom. And we'll go with uh, Sinead first again. I do love that you've very clearly like themed it, given it a name, and everyone keeps calling it one, two, and three. It's it's highly amusing me here. Um, so for lands, my bronze, I'm going with Frontierland. I love Frontierland. Um, big fan. Uh, my silver, I'm going with Liberty Square, purely because of the Haunted Mansion. And then my gold, I'm going Main Street. I love Main Street. There, nothing brings me more joy than just walking down Main Street or like sitting on a bench or something around the hub. Doesn't really matter what Disney park. Um, but yeah, Main Street USA is is my happy place. So had to give that my gold. We very rarely walk down Main Street in Disneyland Paris this time. We just Don't get me wrong. I love the arcades, but. I love Main Street. We were just drawn to the arcades every time. It was weird. Once we did it, we didn't really do it again. We just went down the arcades. Maybe Magic Kingdom could stick some in or something. I don't know. Um, Mr. D? Um, Okay, so number one was Adventureland. Uh, Sorry, that's bronze, was Adventureland. Um, Especially at night. Um, The sort of jungly... The Pirates of the Caribbean facade, the Jungle Cruise facade. I just think it's really cool at night, um, like going through there, getting a dough whip. Number two, uh, Tomorrowland. And again, it's mainly at night. You've got all the neon uh, lit up and that kind of retro sci-fi is great. And then uh, my gold uh, is is same as Sinead, is is Main Street. It's just, it's great in the morning, walking in Main Street. It's really exciting. Um, You're walking into a whole day of, whatever in the parks but then at night coming out it's got a great vibe as well especially when the fireworks have just finished and we'll normally like grab a treat from the confectionery and maybe a drink from starbucks and sit on the tables at by the plaza and just watch everybody going by and wait for the uh the kiss good night and then wander out it's just a, a great place to hang out really um you've got casey's corner the old boy playing the playing the uh, piano and sometimes you get the uh, what do you call the barbershop quartet, the dapper dance, um, tootling around as well. It's just great, great hanging out there. That's me gold. That's me gold, uh, Chris. Um, bronze is Liberty Square, uh, purely because it has a narrative and a story that connects the whole of that land together. Yeah. Um, silver is Main Street. Um, I think the lessons that the Imagineers learnt from Disneyland they put into practice in Magic Kingdom. So when you go in, it gives you that perfect reveal of the castle, um, which Roy said was what Walt wanted for 
for Florida. So apparently that is the perfect main street. Um, and gold for me is adventure land because I always feel very excited and it has this sort of sense of trepidation when you go in towards it. And I don't know, jungle, tiki, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, P-Dubs? Yeah. So my bronze, I am going to go with Tomorrowland. As I, as I mentioned with the shop, I love the retro feel. I hope that doesn't go away. Um, I know they're adding Tron, but again, that even that feels retro now. Mm. Um, great. Well, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's an easy restaurant to eat at the Tomorrowland Terrace. Um, love the shop, obviously. Um, can take or leave Space Mountain, as I said. Um, but overall, I like I like the feel of of Tomorrowland. Um, my silver, I am going with Liberty Square. Um, you've got Haunted Mansion, obviously, Memento Mori. Again, great restaurants. You've got the, the theme in throughout. The Hall of Presidents, forget about that. It's neither here nor there. You've got, obviously, for a long time, we've had the Muppets uh, in Liberty Square as well, which is always a plus. And my gold, I am going with Frontierland. Um, mainly because it's got the two best rides in the park for me, in Splash Mountain and Big Thunder. Um, I, I just love the whole whole area. Obviously, it's the Liberty Bell boat, but most of it is done through Frontierland. Um, and yeah, just love love that area in general. It's just so well-themed um, and could spend hours there. And it's a great place to watch the parade as well. Yeah. Things have changed though as well, haven't they? Because them bears used to just walk around, didn't they, a little bit? Yeah. But now they're up on the, the balconies and stuff. I would imagine to... that might change now. But they, they seem to be out more often, didn't they, on the balconies yeah. than just walking yeah. around. So yeah. maybe there's some pluses from the hard lockdown that, you know. What about you, um, um Who's done? Who's left? So, bronze, bronze would be Adventureland, just like the way it's themed. My silver is Tomorrowland, just because the way it looks, especially at night. Um, and I'm also a sucker for that kind of um, retro 50s look to things. Um, and my gold is, is Main Street, because, you know, it is... It's still not as good as Disneyland Paris is. I don't care what Roy thinks. That's a better Main Street in general. But, uh, yeah, you've got a great, you know, range of shops, places to eat, the view of the castle, the way it looks at night, just lovely. Yeah. Um, mine is um, Liberty Square is big bronze. I mean, it's got raw sewage running through it. Is that home for you? What's not to love? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then my silver was Frontierland. Again, like like P Dub said, you could just spend hours in there, and you do. We like to watch the parade from there uh, because the crowds are just a little bit less. And of a night time, it's just brilliant. Um, and then my, what was me? Oh my God. What was me? Oh, um, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland is my gold. Just the neon, the theming, it's got all the best rides in there. It's, it's also it's got just Space Mountain. Ab- 
Mm. Yeah, but it's got. I love getting on the people mover and just sitting off. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they should upsell the people mover and, and do a dining a dining experience where you can have a, an afternoon tea on it or something. Mm. <laughs> It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Just, just yeah. having having some champagne and uh, and a scone. I think you know it'd I mean? be funnier watching the raid videos on Space Mountain if they had afternoon tea. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that would like it. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. I was going to say we'll fix it, but whatever. Yeah. So there you go. There's my segment done. If people like nice. it, we'll do it again. Were we supposed to do restaurants? Mm, no. Good. Right, uh, in that case, we should go and have a quick look before we go at what's going on outside the parks. Right, so um, quick update on stuff that I found on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the reason I jump is a new documentary which has just come on Disney+, Plus in the last few days. Uh, it is a documentary based on a book, um, but it's about uh, people with non-verbal autism. Craig, you've read the book. It's a fabulous book. Really opens your eyes, makes you think. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and this follows uh, a bunch of different people around the world with the same condition. Um, the reason I bring it up uh, twofold is, number one, my wife watched it last night um, and said it was uh, a brilliant documentary. Uh, emotional, but uh, a brilliant documentary. And also, it's it's obviously something very close to my heart. So, um, if you want a little bit of a cry, you can go and watch that on Disney Plus. But it wasn't the biggest uh, release on Disney Plus in the last week or two, because of course uh, we saw after waiting far too long for it to appear, uh, we saw the uh, the release of Death on the Nile. Yeah. Was that is that That's what everyone was waiting for? For uh, lots no. of no. Oh, in, did you in mean a word, no? No. Was you thinking of Moon Knight? I was. Okay. Yeah. I suppose that's a big deal as well. Um, so yes, Moon Knight has officially launched in that annoying Disney way of doing things with a single episode and making us wait for the whole lot to drop. Who has watched? In fact, no. I'll ask the other question. Who hasn't watched Moon Knight? Me. Wow! What impressive! Didn't expect that. To be to be fair, to be fair, I only watched Moon Knight uh, this evening. I, I originally I was going to wait for more episodes to drop and then kind of do a bit of a binge, but I then thought, yeah. sod that! I'm going to watch it on my Todd, and then I'll, when when there's enough episodes available, me I'll go back and revisit with the wife. Uh, but I wanted to go and see it. Um, what did what did people think of uh, episode one of Moonlight? No spoilers. Sinead's not heard it. Watched it. Thank you. It's enjoyable for what we've seen so far. It's a bit difficult to get a grasp, as you say, with one episode, um, especially when you've got so many different characters, some being played by the same person. Yeah, it's yeah. not really a spoiler, that. No. Because that is uh, that is in, seen in the, in the trailer. Um, yeah. But yeah, it felt like a very... It felt very fast-paced for a first episode of a Marvel show. A lot of the Marvel shows, the biggest complaints have been that they're a little bit chuggy. This one, yeah. I almost wanted it to slow down. 
because so much oh, was going on. Yeah. If, um, if anything, you know, that was one of my complaints because it, it also was jumpy, wasn't it? Mm. And the bits that it jumps between, I can't really say because it was spoiled for Sinead, but um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. But, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a bit quick. I did have one, I, I had two complaints, neither of these are spoilers. So the first one is he goes into an underground train station, which is absolutely not the underground st- train station it says it is. <laughs> uh, it says it's Tottenham Court Road. That is definitely yeah. not Tottenham Court Road tube station. No. <laughs> I was at Tottenham Court Road uh, the other day looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it definitely was not that. Which one was it, though? Do you think it was that Charing Cross one that they used that's empty? Or... Um, I'm not. I was trying to I was trying to work out the shops around it, and trying to work out if I could figure out what the station was that they used. It, oh, is, it is Central London. It is definitely Central London, but no, I'm not I'm not sure it was Charing Cross either. Um, it looks quite that is central. one of one of the only bits that were filmed in London. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, because the bulk of it was filmed in Bucharest. Oh, they do like filming stuff there. Um, the other thing I I really didn't like was uh, the box of chocolates because we do not get boxes of chocolate like that. That was an American box of chocolates. Next, there'll be bloody raccoons in it, won't there? Like uh, hundred and one Dalmatians. Do you remember? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully everything's better with raccoons. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the, the character really. I've never read any Moon Knight uh, comic books or anything like that. Um, but what I saw from episode one was definitely enough to, uh, to pique my interest. And you know, there have been some Marvel shows where the first episode have been like, mm, yeah, I'm not, 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 not too convinced with this. Uh, but with this one, I was definitely interested. I tell you what else I noticed though, I thought Ethan Hawke looked old. Oh, God, yeah. Because they used to take the mick because of how youthful he used to look. Yeah. Now he looks ancient. Yeah. He it looks like he's had 20 years added in the last mm. couple of years. Like, it, all of a sudden, it's, it's time has caught up with him. Mm. He looks very haggard. Mm. I wonder if Paul Rudd, like, worries... Because like, the running joke is how useful uh, Harvard is. I wonder if he worries about the day that someone uh, catches up on him. At some point, it, it's going to get him, isn't it? Yeah. At some point, just and it's just going to be like that. Yeah. But it's not really. It's still not really got Tom Cruise, has it? Really? Mm. Uh, but the he's a the Scientology did get him. That is <laughs> the sur- surgeon also got him as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't frown anymore. Yeah, you don't need to frown when you're Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, but P Dubs, do we know how many episodes Moon Knight's scheduled for? I believe it's only six. Oh, that's good. As usual. Yeah, that's good. Well, sometimes just... eight aren't they? It's, you know. Yeah, I just think people are starting to sort of tap out now on the Marvel. So I, I, I was talking to the security guard on the depot the other day. Always, always the uh, the compass, <laughs> the, uh, the way the wind's blowing with uh, feelings of Marvel productions. He, he, he loves he loves the Marvel films, but he hasn't got Disney Plus. And I said, but you need Disney Plus because 
the, the, the TV shows are, are now entwined with the bigger story. You know, we've just had a 20 movie uh, story arc, haven't we? And now we're on to the next phase. And it's definitely, you've got to have Disney Plus and you've got to be um, invested in it. And even stuff like What If moves the story on. Mm. And, and people like the security guards had no interest in getting Disney Plus. Well, but then that, that's that, that's no, your choice. No, no, it? yeah, no, yeah. But he's now there's there's gaps in his storytelling. Whereas we're going to sit and watch them all, and then we're going to go to film, and we're going to watch Doctor Strange do his stuff, and then but whatever think, the next. I think that's where Disney and Marvel kind of need to be a little bit careful because you will have the people that'll just want to go to the cinema see the fighty fighty stereotypical marvel movie and don't care about the context they don't care about what's in the animated shows they don't care about what's in the disney plus shows they just want to go to the cinema to watch an action movie and they have to kind of be a little bit careful about alienating that audience because that like i haven't gone to see a marvel movie in the cinema in a very long time well but i'll watch the tv shows eventually but they don't want to lose that core audience people that are only invested to a degree, and I think that's why the Eternals did what it did, um, because it wasn't it wasn't seen as that kind of film. Yeah. Um, I think in hindsight, they probably could have made the Eternals a TV series, and you know, swapped out one of the other Marvel shows and made that a film instead. Um, but yeah, because the Eternals wasn't really that kind of Marvel. Uh, film. I mean, Doctor Strange will, will bring people back, but I think you, you could be right there. What's interesting with this, though, is that uh, what I've seen is that Oscar Isaac signed up for one season of Moon Knight, and there are no plans for that character to be integrated into the films. That's weird, though, isn't it, then? Um, Apparently, that's the decision they made after Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm guessing... they will only be signing them for one appearance and that will be it. And if they want them to come back, they will have to renegotiate. I think oh. I think Oscar... I mean, Oscar Isaac is one of those... He's not a usual... You wouldn't expect to see him in this kind of production. You know, we saw him in Star Wars, but that's not the usual... That was his first kind of, like, franchise thing that he did. And he, he definitely did got burnt. He did X-Men and got burnt even more. Oh God! I forgot he was Apocalypse. Jesus yeah. Christ! What a shit show. Um, but again, I think he was only really tasked to, to one film for that. But um, yeah, yeah, I think he's somebody that's a bit more picky and choosy with his projects as well. So I think it's probably a combination of the Scarlett Johansson factor and just who you're dealing with. Um, he seemed to have a really good time making it, from what he said. So it seems wouldn't... to be a massive geek. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we do see mm-hmm. more Moon Knight in something else at some point. But I, you know, I just thought that was interesting to throw out there now that you know this is one of the the rare Marvel things that they've done where it does look like it's going to be a limited run thing and not be spun off for a season yeah. two or something. So yeah, he was he's been talking about like teaming up with some of the uh, the other characters that are coming up rather than touching on the Avengers. He's um. He's talking Midnight Suns. It's the big thing for him. Right. So Blade, um, Punisher. 
speaking speaking of other Marvel stuff that you don't need to worry about, I went to see Morbius uh, oh. the weekend. Um, and if you want to hear uh, my review of Morbius, you can find that over on uh, the Walking Movies feed. Uh, if you want a very quick review of Morbius, um, I thought it was shit. <laughs> if you want to hear why I thought it was shit, consensus. yeah, then you can listen to Walking Movies. The thing is, I know, I, I've seen quite a few people now, and people that I know think it was brilliant. And so when I went in to see it, I thought, oh, may, maybe maybe this isn't going to be as bad as I thought it was going to be. If anything, it was worse. Uh, I absolutely hated it. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm done with the, the Sony Marvel films that they're making. Um, but haven't the, haven't the critics said it's terrible with their scores, yeah, but, but then the, the public are liking it? It's about... The, the critics is about 17% at last time I looked, and the well, audience yeah, yeah. score was about 61. Yeah. Now, if you compare that to Venom, um, which got slightly better critical reviews um that had an 80 odd audience score and venom 2 had a slightly higher audience score than that still in the 80s but in the low 80s um so he was on the uh he was on the one show tonight the the main celebrity jared jared leto yeah very pretty eyes but he's he's like shit um, yeah, problematic. And, and he problematic. He had the vampire um, shirt on, and his nails were painted white. Yeah, he was, he was in full character. Like, is this Giles Brand we're talking about now? Yes, <laughs> but he's he, no. he's older than a vampire. I think Giles Brandreth. Um, can I give a shout out for something else that's coming on to Disney Plus in the next please few weeks? Is it Bluey season um, three? No, it's not, but it is another animated show. So um, a show called Space Chickens from Space is uh, going on to Disney Plus, I think in the UK and Ireland anyways. Space Um, Chickens from Space. Yeah, Space Chickens from Space. Um, And the character designs were done by a friend of the show, so be sure to check it out. Very close to home. Well, my home anyways. I like like the fact that they have to emphasize that they are from space. Yeah. Rather than space well, chickens a, from like it, Norwich I mean, or something. It's, it's like it that. Sounds like like Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris, you going to say? That sounds like a guy Ferrari restaurant. <laughs> it, it, don't, 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 don't put it past him. I'm sure he'll be in. That's going. That's going in Tomorrowland. <laughs> <laughs> guy Ferrari, Elon Musk joint venture. I I will uh, eagerly anticipate. Space chickens from space. I mean, it's got two things in it that I like in go. the title alone. Chicken. Space, no space. Well, it's and, got and three space. Then, it? Yeah, it's got space twice. Yeah, that's what I mean. Brilliant. Mm. Um, now, Sinead, over to you yes. for the final bit because um, something we don't talk about enough on here because we're all lazy um, and generally games aren't very good um, that only come out to do with Disney. Um, but there is a new Disney game that you are, uh, you just got, you just started playing. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will caveat it with, uh, my boyfriend bought it and I have never played any of these games before. So what? I'm probably the worst person to give a review. I have never in my life owned a game console and only started okay. playing the Switch <laughs> a couple months ago because we started playing Stardew Valley. 
Um, but yeah, we had the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga arrive today. Um, I don't think it's supposed to get released until tomorrow, but it arrived today early. It also arrived with a teeny tiny little uh, snow speeder Lego set, which was very cute. Um, so yeah, we started playing it when we finished work. It's a little confusing. The camera stuff is a little bit of a pain to play, um, but it's quite fun. You can like swap around a bunch of different characters. You can play various different people, um, which is fun. Uh, for some reason, at one stage, I was Princess Leia and had to rebuild a skeleton that was then just dancing to the cantina music in a cave. It was very peculiar, but I highly enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, we, ha- we haven't played a whole lot of it. We only played maybe kind of like an hour or two, but so far it's very fun. Craig, I think you would actually really enjoy it. Um, I, I single out Craig because he specifically asked. He did. He did. Yeah, I've I've got a Switch and it's a Lego game. I've played them in the past and as you said, the camera angles on them can be really yeah. annoying. Um, but I, I think I might give this one a go because it's the Skywalker saga, so it'll have all the best bits in. Yeah, you start out with A New Hope and you very much kind of like speed through the story very quickly. It's like you're watching it on like triple speed. Oh, um, nice. Like the sequence of how things take place, it's very quick. Um, but it is really fun. So Is it easy? Nice. Because as I get older, my my hands don't work anymore. Yes, 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 Craig. You'll be, you'll be completely fine. Uh, with with Lego, I um I've been playing the Lego. I think the first Lego game that came out actually was a Star Wars one, and I think it might have been the prequel series. They released a prequel series and they re- 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 and then released a original trilogy series, and then later on they did a Clone Wars version that was based around the cartoon of that. Um, they've done a few Star Wars ones. The last one that I got was Force Awakens, but that was like the entire film. Obviously, it wasn't just uh, speeding through for that. So, but this one, yeah, takes all nine films. So, mm. uh, I'm sure it will be very fun. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big sucker. I'm currently playing actually uh, Lego Avengers. That's quite a few years old now, but. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for the Lego games. Very easy to pick up and play. Not complicated controls. Um, yeah, I think they're a lot of fun. So, but what you described there, Sinead, with like the dancing skeleton, that's very that's very on brand for, for Lego games. There's lots of quirky humour and weirdness that you wouldn't expect to see uh, in, in those uh, franchises that they, they put in those games. So, yeah. Yeah. So far, stuff. very much enjoying. Oh, there you go. So there's a recommendation for you if you are looking for a new game to play. Um, right, let's wrap this episode up. But uh, thank you all very much for coming on. And thank you, Craig, for doing Going for Gold. Um, what do you think the next one might be? Just as, to pre-warn us. I just make it off as I go along, really. Super. <laughs> Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Okay, Hollywood Studios might be next, depending on what Craig decides when we record the next episode. Um, but thank you for that. Um, if you haven't noticed, there's a new episode of uh, that Universal Parts podcast that's just come out. Um, there will be some new when P Dubs has stopped 
actually having a life uh, and, and having holidays and fun stuff, uh, there will be some more episodes of Discover DLP or that Disneyland Paris podcast is now called. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these. So uh, we'll see you then. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Ha, 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 ha.